127 on the mic exists simply as an extension of our college ministry 127 at FBC Bryan. Our prayer is that this podcast be used in accordance with you belonging and investing into a local body. We hope that this resource is growing in relationship with and understanding of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yo, 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 what it do and what up to the podcast crew. <laughs> We're just going to keep minorly changing this podcast crew intro until everyone is satisfied. I, th- <laughs> I think he just changes one word per week, hoping it, hoping we're just like, oh, that's it. Is that, that's it. That's it. You just said it. No, I'm <laughs> saying you're hoping we say that. That is what you just said, though. That's yeah, true. Something like that. No. <laughs> I, I like you changing it each week. I think it's okay. fun okay. because me and John sit here and we're just like, what's he going to do this week? And yeah, so it makes it fun. True. That's very true. How are we feeling today, boys? Dangerous. Furthermore, how are we... I mean, it's, it's a Thursday. Yeah. You know, real dangerous. It's just a Thursday. Just we got Thursday. we got kicked out of our office this week, so it's been oh, weird. It's yeah. been a weird week. Um, it's been some red tape everywhere. Red tape to get through in, in most buildings. Matt's yeah. house has been closed off during the day. The offices have been closed off during the day. I'll say, I don't know what he just threw, but he threw something. It's my gum. I was aiming for the trash can. Pretty good. My office uh, this morning was a funeral. So, That's, I was, um, yes, I was doing work during a funeral mm-hmm. in the sanctuary. So, Wow. I would have, I would have moved. <laughs> yeah, but, nah, I think that it would was have been in the play. Fairly quiet. Do you want to know something really embarrassing? And Matt's, Matt's voice, by the way, easy, easy to get work done to. It's like me record him and put him on a study playlist or something. <laughs> I'll ask him about that. I think we can make that happen. What, what are you going to tell us? <laughs> this was so embarrassing. I, I don't know if you, you definitely didn't see this, and no one else saw this, and it was, I don't know. Okay, I'm just going to say it anyways. Um, last Sunday night, do you remember you were walking out of? The fellowship hall. I think you're going back into your office and you spit out gum or you were like throwing it into the trash can or you spit it out into the trash can. Okay. Well, it fell out. Like it didn't make it all the way in and nice. I didn't I didn't know what it was. Okay. Oh no. And so I picked that thing up with my hands and it was a weird texture and I knew exactly what it was right when I touched you know you know when you touch gum. Like you know it. Yeah. And so my hands were on this dude's saliva. And I, <laughs> That's one way to sing it. <laughs> and so I threw it away. I, wa- I washed my hands, but since we were talking about throwing gum, <laughs> good call. I kind of thought of that. So does that, does that bother you? I I would hope so. Yes, it does. I don't think it bothers me. You love touching people's saliva. That's that's a one way to say that. Um, like, it, not, like if someone was like, hey, could you throw this gum away for me? I don't think I would ever go, oh, that's gross. If I they were to take it out of their mouth, I would do it. There's I, no shot. I don't think that that bothers me at all. I would do, do you it. wash your hands after? Eventually. I, I mean, <laughs> finally, like one day I will wash my hands, but it's no even, way. even then it's not I'm like gonna, I got to go wash my hands really fast. So I'm with John on this. So you would, <laughs> there's if no you, shot. If you could not reach I'm, your gum behind, the trash can's behind me. If you asked me to throw your gum away, I would stick out my hand and let you put your gum in it and I would turn around and throw it away and then continue this podcast without going to wash my hands. And you would go and like eat something then after. I'm pretty good about washing my hands before I eat, I think. Yeah. Maybe I, not 100%, but... I think that was the environment because I was going to grab pizza. Yeah. You're going to eat with your mitts. You know and, what I mean? And I just couldn't... Like that... That, that thought of that just doesn't... Yeah. Doesn't hit for me. Hmm. Maybe that's where the boys, my offspring, get this. Maybe. Like they're... They don't wash their hands for anything, they and maybe that's my fault. Eat with their feet or something. Yeah, it's just my <laughs> fault. Like pick up people's gum and then go <laughs> snack on some nachos. You'll be good. You know what we should do for a, for a competition on Sunday morning? A foot drawing competition. You have to draw with your feet. Remember, Abby did that in the office, yeah? Yeah. And it's never good. I think we should do it. 
Not this Sunday. This Sunday, this, gonna, Sunday, this Sunday gonna this, be mad this fun. Gonna be good. Great idea, Susanna. Um, Shout out to Susanna for that. that. It's gonna be good. Well, talking about other people, except <laughs> that's a good transition. You said that. go. That's my first one. I think of all time. <laughs> I did it. Um, yes. Except not in in the light that we're. I feel like we were uplifting people. So, um, if y'all remember a few weeks ago. We talked about conflict management and sort of how to navigate that, bringing in, um, having the one-on-one conversation, bringing in other people, and we kind of navigated what that kind of looks like um, in in living a biblical way of conflict management. But, and we had an idea submitted to us uh, coming after that podcast, after they listened to that, and they kind of wanted the other side of it, um, and the other side of that would be gossip. There it is. Thank you. I put my hands out hoping they would answer and take them a little we bit. We should have just said nothing. It made it real awkward. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, I would have. I was actually just about to say it, so thank you for saying that. Um, so, talking about gossip this week, um, and with a lot of these episodes, I think a great place to start is first by defining the thing that we're talking about. So, if y'all could sort of start off by sort of defining what is gossip. Yeah. Um, I think this one is might be hard for us to define. I, I hopefully don't take up the entire podcast talking about what gossip uh, is because I, I, I'm i going to say this. I think gossip is hard to avoid and it's also hard to clearly define what it is. And so when, when I heard uh, that, I don't know what day you told me that we were doing this. Last night, I think. Uh, it might have been a little bit earlier. I asked you last night if the questions, you sent us a, a text like, hey, the questions are up on the form, but I didn't even know what it was yet. Uh, but I began to think about it. It had to have been before because I was thinking about this a little bit yesterday. Um, what is a simple way for us to define what gossip is to maybe push us in a direction? Um, one, it's, it's a sin. Um, I'll say that, but I kind of landed in the spot that, that gossip is the opposite of the gospel. That was my DC, by the way. It was a Diet Coke. Again. <laughs> and, and in saying that, that's like... I, I, hopefully that's wildly offensive yeah. when you hear that. Yeah. Um, because in, in simple form, the gospel is literally the good news of Jesus. The gossip yeah. gossip would be the bad news of someone else. Mm. And so I'm just going to put it out there as just, it's the opposite of the gospel. Wow. That's money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that could be it. I mean, we could play the outro All after right. that. We're done. Um, that's a really honestly good place to start. Um, and I think defining it that way kind of challenges a lot of people. <laughs> um, I did not expect yeah. that coming out of this. Sorry. <laughs> I think, John, was it you earlier saying that in in scripture that gospel is not referred to as a, or gospel, gossip, those two words are so similar. I'm going to mix them up now. Yeah. That gossip is not referred to as like an action, but as a person. Mm-hmm. That's, it's interesting as we figured out this point, and I'm real good at finding these things on the dictionary. Um, as anyone can be, but I looked it up and it was, uh, it was actually, I like saw it and I was a little confused, but it, the, the exact definition of it is one who reveals secrets or one who goes about as a scandal, scandal mongers, the exact words it says, but it's funny cause I thought gossip was a thing, but each time it says one who, one who, as if it's, it's a person that is doing this. And then you said that earlier and that made me get to thinking, I was like, well, that, that makes a little bit of sense right there. Hmm. That's really good. Um, why? This this isn't on there, but why do you guys think like it's referred to more so as as a person? Not because like I think the perception is it's just an action, 
um, or it's just like a, a thing that we do. It's not a person. Why do you think there's a distinction, um, especially in the scriptures, that gossip is a person, not so much an action? Uh, that is a good question. Okay. I, I think for why, I don't know how I'm going to go about this. The reason I think that we have made, uh, why we're offended by saying that gossip is a person in our culture is that we've made gossip a norm. Hmm. Like uh, even we say this word a lot, especially in Aggieland, like the Christian bubble is a thing. And within the Christian bubble, I think gossip has become just a normalized thing that is not often called out. Um, and because it's normalized, when you hear that gossip isn't just a thing that you do, but gossip is you, um, that's really offensive because yeah. we've actually made gossip soft. But mm-hmm. but scripture does, like when you tell lies, you are a liar. Mm-hmm. When when you kill someone, you are a murderer. Yeah. And so it, it puts the 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 sin on the person as an identity, um, which we understand. We push this all the way to Jesus, and yes, like that. Thankfully, that that stuff's gone. Um, but but I think the scripture does that with um, with most every sin, and so that's not something that we just have to be like, oh, it's only gossip. It does it. It does that in a lot of places. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I just thought of that question. Then. Um, so, um, kind of moving forward. So we, I think we kind of. Gosh, that was that was gold. What we said off the rip, but um, let's get into it. Why why do you guys think it's so easy? Um, especially like we're we're surrounded by college students here um, at FBC, Brian. Like, why is it so easy to fall into patterns of gossip? Good. I think one is we're prideful people. Um, I hate to say it, we all are. And I think it's funny to me that I say funny. It's sad. It's not funny. It's sad to me that some of the the Christian community can be one of the most prideful communities. Mm. Um, and I think it's because of that pride that gossip is so easy, easy to, to kind of go about and continue in these conversations. And it's just like overwhelming at times. And it's and ultimately it's a result of a failed and braved mind, um, that being our sin. But I think what is it is, is what is intent and what are they sharing? And I think like answering those two things will help to lead why it is so easy that happens is what is the intent behind what you're sharing with someone? So if I'm talking to you about John, what's my intent in that? Is it to build John up? Is it to like congratulate and, and celebrate something John has done? Or is it to take away something from him because I'm trying to build myself up? And then what am I sharing? Again, am I sharing good things? Hey, John's message was phenomenal Sunday. Like John, the way he's leading his family and leading our ministry has been really cool to watch. Or is it, hey, like I think John's really lacking in this area and these things and um, and pointing out the negatives to make myself look better better. And so that's when I think it's so easy because of our pride as we look at these things is because of our pride, we we pervert the intent behind um, our conversations with the other, and then we pervert the what are we talking about, what are we sharing, and it's because of that pride ultimately that we end up we we twist those things to build ourselves up in that, and I think that's kind of the biggest and one of the most probably the main reason that gossip goes about so often is because of our selfish and our prideful desires is we want to make others look less so we look more. Yeah, yeah, we're short term. Um, guilty pleasure, addicted, uh, in, in our everyday life. Like, um, and so a lot of the sins that, um, that people will struggle with kind of revolve around that, that nature and gossip, gossip is that too. This is like short burst of I'm bored. And so I'm going to stir this up Mm. and it's probably going to be fun um, for me. I mean, that's Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 18, eight, uh, the words of a whisperer, like, uh, 
delicious is the word that I want to say. I think it is. I think it is delicious morsels. Um, they go down into the inner parts of the body. And so, so even scripture says that, that the words of the gossip, the words of the whisper to you taste good. Um, and in that you go, oh yeah, like that, I want to know, please, mm. please tell me that's just our, our guilt. And so in our boredom, we want to try to entertain ourselves by, uh, morsels by snacking on the shameful stories of other people. Mm. And in that, I mean, T said it in that it makes me feel better about myself because I'm not struggling that I can elevate myself above that person. Um, I've formed a bond with whoever it is that's sharing that with me. I feel like we have this, this secret thing we were talking about Mm. uh, beforehand. And we, we just crave those things, especially just in the short burst kind of thing. You feel good. You feel good for a little while. You're on that high. And then you go about your day. Uh, the bad part is, is that of course it never satisfies. And so mm. the, the way that you become a gossip is, is that one time becomes multiple times. It just becomes a characteristic that you can't get away from. Um, but I think that's why it's easy because I mean, scripture says that it's going to be easy. Scripture says that it does taste good. Um, mm. but it, that same, uh, way of thinking or uh, way of describing that can be used with a lot of sin. This one is just one of those that gets elevated. Mm. I, I'm going to add on to that a little bit, but I think there's a lot of time. I think gossip starts out as like someone did something to you or they, you personally saw it or one of these things. And so you then run and John does something to me um, or I see him do something. So I run and go tell Zach so I can feel better about it. This and is I theoretical, think, by the way, this is theoretical. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so Theoretically, like Zach said, John, John does something. I see it. I go and tell Zach and I do it in order to make John look less and myself look more. And I think it's when we start is that that's a lot of time how gossip starts for a lot of people. Mm. But then where it goes, because you get you get so addicted to this, like this short term feeling like John mentioned is in their stuff that no longer affects you, that you're hearing second, third, fourth person that you're running and telling others that it has zero effect on. And mm. it's because you're like, hey, like this person, uh, I don't really know who they are. I may know who they are. I don't have a bigger relationship with them. But if I can make them look less, so I look more, I continue to do that. And I think, and and I've been in ministries and um, college and even now it is and in places like Impact and here at 127 and um, other ministries is the leadership does such a phenomenal job of trying to squash all gossip and drama. But because we're human, it still happens. Mm-hmm. And at times it's like me and John will be sitting here and somebody, somebody does something. I don't know that it's... They say something they shouldn't. They do something they should. I don't know. And then person A hears. Person A tells B, tells C, tells D, and so on. And eventually it gets to me and John within like a day or two. And it's just like, mm. well, how many people is pastor? It went through like eight people, and it didn't yeah. affect the middle six at all. Mm. But it's because people, they get so addicted, addicted to being able to build themselves up as they're like, oh, well, hey, I know this has nothing to do with me, but I'm going to take this information. I'm going to share it with somebody else so that I make I feel, my, I feel a little better myself. Mm. I don't know what this term is called, but isn't there, uh, it's probably some worldly term where it, <laughs> it takes more and more of the same thing to satisfy like over time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Where like you indulge in a little bit and it satisfies you for, for that short amount of time, obviously not fulfilling, but, and then it takes more and more and more like over time to yeah. have that same um, yeah. like hit, I guess, or create, like satisfy that craving. Um, and I think that's a great example of, like people that partake in this, I think all of us are guilty of it. Um, like the more and more you're inclined to talk even, even more and even, even more. Um, and even tying this back into the start of this, like tying it to the gospel. Um, 
it's almost like, again, just anti-gospel where we feel like we have to build ourselves up when in fact the gospel is humbling yourself down mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. realizing how unworthy you are um, of the gospel. Um, and it's, again, just another tie into that, which I thought was interesting. Um, T, you kind of brought this up and I kind of want to ask this question of, um, you talked about like building up others behind, like even when they're not there. Um, when do you think a conversation about someone when they're not like present turns from fruitful, um, to, to detrimental or gossip. Um, and this can even be like, I kind of want to even look at it a, of a point of like, okay, maybe your brother or sister is sinning and you're talking about, okay, how are you going to approach that? When does that turn to gossip? Is there a way to tell that or, or not at all? Um, I think, I think we're still hanging out in the definition of gossip. Yeah. And so, so what you've done is go, the person's not present. Yeah. So, so I, I, sorry to crush it at the beginning. The, the gossip is the opposite of the gospel. We're not even gonna be able to say those words <laughs> together. Um, if it's the opposite of that, but then you put the characteristics on it. So the person's not there. The person you're talking about is not here. So we're, we're behind their back. We're in, yeah. we're in another space. And so what, what defines gossip? Is it just bad news? Is it just, uh, shameful? Is it just damaging to them? Can it be true? Uh, all of those things. And so, so if someone is struggling in sin and you're going, how are we going to approach them with this? Mm. Um, uh, scripture eliminates gossip really fast in that space by going, if you know that your brother is struggling, you go to them one-on-one -on -one yeah. and you give them that opportunity. You've eliminated gossip at that point. I see this in you. I'm going to come to you and go, Hey bro, this. And, and so gossip's not a thing. And then in your response, you go, huh, -uh, that's not true. So then I go to a brother, which, which, instantly says with a brother that, that I trust you, that I trust that you're not a gossip, that I trust that, uh, your, your heart's in a good place with Jesus. And so I'm going to come to you and I'm going to share this information because we're on a rescue mission mm -hmm. for, because my, his heart is what I care about right now. Not his, um, uh, I don't know what word I'm going for there. Uh, not his reputation. Hmm. Um, not, I'm not trying to shame him. I'm going after his heart because he's in a ditch um, and he doesn't recognize he's in a ditch. And so we're going to go get him. Uh, that's my heart behind it and sharing that information. And I'm yep. going to bring a brother with me. And so we're, you eliminate gossip in that front if you're dealing with sin. But I think you have to address the other side of it yep. then too. Like what, where is that line? Because we, we've probably heard it. And if you've grown up in a, in a small town, especially because most of the conversations in small towns, I think were gossip because everybody knew everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it was said, if it's, if it's true, it's not gossip. Mm. And that was, that was something I heard when I was growing up. Well, if it's yeah. true, it's not gossip. Mm. But, but if you needlessly share like a shameful truth about somebody, yeah. it's still gossip. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not, it's not, if it's shameful and you have no need to share it, if it's not yours, that, that is, um, that is what scripture calls a bad report about somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, it's what Joseph and his brothers walk through. It's like all of those things we see throughout scripture that are all negatives, um, even though they were true. Yeah. I, I think it was, I want to, it was, I believe it was Susanna two weeks ago is, I mean, we were talking about something different with biblical service and you said, you got to check your heart. Um, and I think it's in these conversations that you have to check your heart. And when you check your heart, I think that's where you get to see, has it flipped from building someone up? Um, whether that be, Hey, how do I go about handling this situation where they're living in sin? How do I go about that? Or, Hey, I'm encouraging them and celebrating them for something they did. And then I think it's where, where's your heart posture? Because if it begins to lean towards yourself and not towards them and celebrating or serving them out of love and your heart flips, that's when it becomes selfish. And that gossip begins to go. And I think John talked about that a little bit. But I mean, I look at 
our discipleship with myself, Zach and Saul is there, there's been times where it's just like, Hey, like I need prayer for my interactions with person a, because I'm just having a really, really hard time um, with this. There's nothing wrong with that. That's you're, you're asking for those prayers out of love because you want to love that person well. And you're asking for support from your brothers. But then there's been times where we've said that, and then we've gone into why we're having those difficulties with per, person a, and it, and it flips from, me needing help and prayer yeah. in that. And, and it flips for me tearing down person a, so that I look like I'm on the right side of this thing mm-hmm. and that like, I'm kind of the hero of the Trying situation. And so, yeah, again, it, it falls yeah. back to where's your heart posture in this is, is your heart out of love doing these things to love that person and support and build them up and, and treat them as a brother and sister in Christ, or is it selfishly turning and living in pride and, and trying to build yourself up and make yourself look better? Mm. Yes. Yeah, so he said, check your heart. Um, so I, uh, my next sort of follow-up question is like, how do you, how do you check your heart? How do you become aware that your conversations have kind of turned that dial to the other side from building up to, to gossip? You can do it with yourself. Um, I think the number one way to be able to do that is by having brothers and sisters in your lives that know you well and know what you're about. Mitchell Bonte and Scotty Taylor know me better than just about Shout anybody out. on the yeah I love those two guys they they know me just better than just about anybody else as well as Garrison and those three will be the first that if I'm talking about a relationship I'm having like with the, somebody at work um, outside of work somewhere else and I'm and I'm having struggles is they are very quick to be like hey like the, this is you're you're just tearing them down at this point and they've done it before and that's been that's been on me and that is in gossip because my heart had moved from wanting to okay how do I mend this relationship or how do I make it last to okay I'm gonna tear them down so I feel better about myself and those three like I, I there's been so many times where they've been like hey like you need to check yourself a little bit uh, because you're doing something wrong too probably as they could say the same things about you and so I think the easiest way is having guys or girls in your life um, that know you well and, and can can read your heart pretty well. But you can also do it yourself by probably what John's about to talk about. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, having people that have your back in that space, it 100% essential, um, but it doesn't cover you 100% yeah. because your conversations are not always going to be filtered through Mitchell and Scotty. Yep. Um, and so because we're wired the way we are, routine or, or rhythm in your approach to important things is so is so vital. And, and so uh, when I played basketball in high school, I did the same thing every time when I was shooting free throws. I repeated the same thing in my head. I did the same rhythm. But now playing disc golf, I do the same thing when I putt. The same thing goes through my head. All of that, it, it's muscle memory, but it, it puts me in the right spot. And so even in conversation, there's a couple things that you can do that are just, that, that may be clues or uh, uh, little things that, that push you into the space like maybe I'm going there. Uh, because especially the ESV calls the gossip, the whisper mm. all the time. If I go into a conversation and I look around and I have to lower my voice, mm. I know that I'm getting into that point. If, if, if I'm surrounded by a group of people and I can't let the entire group hear this, but I got to lean over to a friend and go, Hey, that's good. Um, I, I know that there's potential. That's not 100%, but there's potential yeah. that what I'm about to say could be leaning into this. And if that becomes the cue to me that I'm fixing to engage in that, then I can develop a rhythm um, which, which I think this isn't, this isn't hyping me up, but I think I've gotten pretty good at going, okay, is what I'm about to say true mm. is what I'm about to say helpful. And is it mine to share? And that can go to the positive. Like, am I fixing to celebrate somebody without them present? And it should be theirs. Hey, did you hear that? So-and-so got into, mm. Hey, did you like, that's great news. And, and a lot of times we're like, hurrah, we want to celebrate that, but th- they're going to miss it. They're going to miss the, that side of it. 
And so I, I check those things like, hey, is, is this true? Mm-hmm. Um, is, is it helpful? So the opposite of being shameful, I go to the positive. And is it mine to share in this space? Um, and that clue for me is if I lean over and go, I'm going to lower my voice and start talking about mm. um, That's the yeah. click for me. That's the alone side. Yeah. Yeah, that's honestly a really like practical thing to check mm-hmm. um, really fast. Um, and I just like thought back to like the last week of moments where I've like, hey, hey, so, you know, or hey, whatever person. Um, gosh, we call that soul a lot. Um, wow. He's done nothing wrong. We'll, we'll put it on last night. Secret Hitler's become like the game that yeah. that that we play a lot. Either we interrupt study nights with it. We played last night after freshman equipment. Oh, my word. And, and one I of the things... I would, not, I would not call it Secret Hitler. It was freshman <laughs> one of the being freshman. And they're, they're frustrated over there because of one thing that happened during the game. It happened two games in a row where T would lean over and whisper something to Zach and the entire table at that point turns on you two. They didn't, they didn't turn on T, they, they turned on me. They turn, they turn on both of you. They, they do. <laughs> they really and turn on Zach. They, turn, they really so turn on both of you. Uh, T played it well once because he was on the wrong team. But in doing that, everyone at the table went, something's up. Just mm. because they whispered, and I don't know what they're whispering. It's secret. And in a game that's secret Hitler, that's 100% okay. And we, and all, the three of us at this room, we've played it in so many spaces that I know Havoc is coming in one way, shape, or form. And these two are really good at causing it during the game. And it makes it a ton of fun. There's no mm. way, like, I love games like that. Uh, but for a lot of people at the table, they go, Mm-mm. like, yeah. I'm not going to allow this. This is not how this is going to play out. They check out. Uh, and so that, it's the same thing in those groups that you need to apply to yourself when we're talking about gossip, that's the fun side of it. But when you lean over, you go, I'm fixing to separate myself from a bunch of people. And is mm. it mine to separate? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good example. Um, so I think kind of the next question that um, needs to be asked is now sort of what's what's the why? Like practically I get it. I can see how to root it out. But, but simply why? Why is it important? Does it really even, if, like we've talked about like, oh, I can see like little benefits um, and it's, it's a, what did you use? Morsel? Is that the, that's what it says. That's what it said. I did look it up. It does say morsel. Um, it's <laughs> does it say delicious, delicious. Okay. Morsel. That's the delicious word I was struggling with. Yeah, no, that, that was, that was right on. So like why, like what's the why for rooting this out of our lives? Okay. I was thinking like, what's the why in us sharing gossip, but, but we've identified that's just a bad heart <laughs> that leads into that. So why do we need to get rid of it? Why should we not be a gossip? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Go. Mm, I think I'm a, I'm gonna start with this. I think, I think gossip becomes a culture thing. Um, and, and I think you see cultures change within ministries and organizations around campuses. Like one year they're known as this, but I mean, you, you look at men's orgs, women's orgs, uh, fraternities, sororities, is they all have a, a culture about them that is like, Hey, here's a stereotype. Here's a culture that you know, what you're going to walk into. Mm. And I think ministries do the same thing. And I, I think, I mean, start with this is if we can root this out and right now, and I, and I hate it, but I think the culture amongst Christian bubble is gossip is a huge part of that culture. Mm. And, and it sometimes starts with one person and, and that becomes contagious. And, and when we can change the culture of a Christian community and move it away from gossip into building one another up, I think we're going to see some really, really cool things, not just happen here in this church or in this um, city of Bryan and College Station, but like statewide, countrywide, worldwide, you're going to see a change majorly. And, and I think part of the reason is stepping into the why I think this is more on a a practical side but I mean as you think about it if I if I go to you Zach and a I mentioned a a sin or theoretical 
Theoretical, yes. <laughs> theoretical. A lot, a lot of theoretical this week. So <laughs> I, I go to Zach and I, and I mentioned, hey, like I messed up here. Like I, I sinned in this way or, hey, this is going on. And then Zach immediately turns around, theoretically, turns around and goes and tells John about this. And then I know, and then I figure out that John knows, and I never told John. How does that make me feel? Hmm. I feel I feel betrayed. I won't trust you. My my words have become so little to you that you go and share them with someone else. And I think we see that so often is people is we, we speak and we encourage vulnerability, but when people are vulnerable, we take it and we stomp on it and we go and share it to the rest of our our college ministry, our organization, and people are hurt by that. And you're like. Well, why are they hurt? It's because you took what they said and you went and shared it with other people and that wasn't your business. That's for them. And, and I think it is one of the biggest reasons why we should root this out is is for our community, is for the culture that we have, is move that away from that, is, is I want people in, in our church and the ministries and in, in the Christian community to be able to go and find a brother or sister, speak to them about something that is going on, or that person approach them and be like, hey, like I've noticed this, is have that conversation and that be in confidence and that be out of love and not have that person a immediately turn around and go talk to other people about it is as we see it in in our college ministry is we we hear about random crushes and things that people do and from like the third person and it's like there's no need and that person figures out that we know or someone knows and they get upset about it Mm. it's like yeah i would be upset too if i told you something in private in confidence and you turned around and then told someone who's probably going to go tell more people who's then going to go tell more people is like what I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to talk to you again. And so I think, mm. again, the, to me, one of the biggest reasons why is is we need to cut this out because it builds one another up in love and encouragement and service and, and humility is we, we got to do these things to love our brother and sister well. Yeah. This kind of just clicked for me too. I, I think we have honestly a little bit of a, a little bit of a problem of celebrating what God is doing. And I think it's because we're building a culture of ch- tearing each other down behind closed doors. Sure. And now that's invading every single space where what's our natural response yeah. not to celebrate what God is doing. And I, I don't know, that just clicked for me. That's, that was really good. Dude. Thank you for that. Yeah, that that's perfect, Zach. And, and not even so much what I was thinking, but what the Lord has been doing um, in, in me personally, and I think in how it affects our ministry. And one of the things that I have said on stage before people like, I'm not great at celebrating. It's not my natural thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so trying to trying to ramp that up and just celebrate the successes of others, celebrate when the Lord does incredible things in our ministry and highlight those things. Uh, and, and speaking, you know, from the negative approach that we often take that, that we often take, that makes so much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason sort of what T said is, is that community aspect of it. Um, I, I will be the first to confess as a leader of, of 127 that, that we will fail in these spaces, mm-hmm. um, but we'll battle in these spaces. This is, you, you're, you can't come to our, our college ministry and expect, I, I want you to, but you're not, there's going to be gossip that happens because you, we're, we're a ministry that's filled with people. And it's been said often that ministry would be a lot easier if you didn't have to deal with people. That's 100% true that this is going to happen. Our approach to it is, is vital. Um, but why, why are we going to continue to make war in this space? Uh, second Peter one verse three and on his divine power has given us everything required for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He's given the power. Verse four is important in this space. By these, he has given us a very great and precious promise so that, or promises, he's given us very great and precious promises so that through them, you may share in the divine nature, escaping the corruption that is in this world because of evil desire. The reason that we need to battle gossip is because the other side of it is such good news. Hmm. When, whenever we, whenever we blur our 
thoughts and our affections towards people. Um, and there's an Amber Alert. Amber Alert just came just through. <laughs> when, whenever people um, hurt us or we hurt others, that the negative is there, but what you've actually done is, is greatly affected the positive. Hmm. And so we need to root, we need to go after gossip. We need to root that stuff out because the other promises are so good and we don't want to mess up that side of it. And so what I did sort of on purpose, but also accidentally through this is saying that gossip is the opposite of the gospel. This is the reason that you go Hmm. after because the gospel is such good news and you don't want to mess up your ability to share that with people by talking about them behind their back. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think we're going to we're going to end there. That's a really good way to end that that episode. Um, I don't know if you'll have anything else, but if not, we will see you guys back here next week. Stay tuned for the 12 days of Christmas. Um, it's going to be really exciting, but we'll see you guys here right back next week. See you guys. Go USA. America. <laughs>